0: Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors
1: The state of Mississippi, where masks are tyranny and apparently so is drinkable water.
0: The state of Texas, where masks are tyranny and electricity is more expensive than a last minute vacation to Cancun. And Republican governing philosophy. Because it's better to suffer under a broken
1: system than suffer the not-suffering of not-suffering under a system that doesn't cause suffering. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And our voices are as small, soft, and useless as a penis that no amount of refusing to wear a mask will ever adequately overcompensate for.
0: And now, Barely Audible Whisper presents a hysterical overreaction to the Republicans' hysterical overreaction to what they claim is a hysterical overreaction by whoever the they is that they claim cancelled Dr. Seuss.
1: Last week, Democrats in Congress were hard at work passing the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill.
2: I propose here to with, as a point of parliamentary procedure, that the previous point of parliamentary procedure be stricken from the parliamentary procedural appropriation of parliamentary
0: procedure. That's what Congress working hard sounds like.
1: Meanwhile, Republicans, who universally oppose COVID relief, without offering any reason for opposing it.
3: Uh, government is back. Or, I don't know, masks are uncomfortable. Would you believe freedom?
1: We're desperate to find anything else to talk about.
3: Mr. Potato Head being called Potato Head is a liberal assault on the traditional values of male potato toys.
4: It's cancel culture run amok. What's next? The forced gender reassignment of all citizens to be carried out in a Democrat gulag abortion clinics for the purposes of the enslavement of humanity at the hands of a gender-neutral god-hating robot lizard army that controls us with vaccine microchips?
3: (laughs) Why else would the profit-driven but somehow also communist toy industry cancel Mr. Potato Head and impose their radical
5: gender-neutral agenda? We thought that selling one Potato Head toy instead of two separate Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head toys would maximize profits by cutting manufacturing costs. This this is obviously a democratic conspiracy. We're a
3: private company?
5: To destroy for-profit free market capitalism. Trying to maximize profits in the marketplace.
3: The so-called
5: pro-science left is engaged in a war on biology. The science
4: is clear. Anthromorphic potatoes have penises. (laughs) It
0: says so in the Bible. Unfortunately for Republicans, Democrats narrowly avoided taking the culture war bait.
6: The bigoted reaction of transphobic conservatives to a simple step forward in the ongoing battle to remove harmful gender stereotypes from the toys that subliminally shape the attitudes of our children. Wait a minute. COVID relief. We need to pass
7: COVID relief.
1: Fortunately for Republicans, a new and even more distracting distraction emerged.
7: As the estate of beloved children's author, Dr. Seuss, we have decided to discontinue the republication of seven out of literally hundreds of Dr. Seuss books due to the fact that some of the images in those books are based in racially insensitive stereotypes. They're canceling Dr. Seuss! That is so like them! Who are they? We're a private company that holds the publishing rights to the extensive catalog of Dr. Seuss's books.
4: They don't want you to read Green Eggs and Ham because Sam I Am eating green eggs and ham with a fox in a box
3: is a secret clue about the identity of Q. Democrats won't be happy until every who in Whoville is a socialist, penisless potato. And who exactly is Cindy Lou Who? According to Q,
0: Cindy Lou Who is a part of an AOC coup. At first, the accusations of racism levied against Dr. Seuss caught Democrats off guard. Was Dr. Seuss
6: racist? I loved Dr. Seuss as a kid. And as I recall, if anything, his books were anti-racist. Shit! Is this like how I used to think the Confederate flag was a symbol of the Dukes of Hazzard, but then I learned the harsh reality that the Confederate flag symbolizes slavery, and the Dukes of Hazzard was poorly written and terribly acted
1: garbage? Fortunately for Democrats, the estate of Dr. Seuss effectively countered the fake Republican outrage for them.
7: The overarching theme of Dr. Seuss's collective body of work teaches children the anti-racist and inclusive values of love and respect for all, with an emphasis on peaceful resolutions between all people.
6: Thank God. I was afraid this was going to be like finding out Bill Cosby's a rapist, except with silly rhyme schemes and goofy cartoons. Like Horton hears a who and then subjugates the who into the cruel oppression of who-based slavery.
7: As part of our ongoing effort to reflect those values, we have decided to stop republication of seven of Dr. Seuss's books because the artwork in those books portrays negative racist stereotypes thank god that's over
3: (laughs) it's never over
4: can't be over this is all we have
6: oh yeah nothing is ever over we will argue about this and argue about this until i forget about the more important issue uh, oh what was it oh yeah covid relief i'm supposed to be working on covid relief
2: The parliamentary procedure heretowith shall be amended heretofore to proceed such that the procedure hereof shall be satisfactorily parliamentary, such that heretowith all points of parliamentary procedure henceforth shall in conjunction with subsection A, as understood to mean subsection B in accordance with article 1, shall heretofore be adopted without objection, thereby being thereof.
1: And now, just for fun, we've decided to give Dr. Seuss the last word.
8: I do not like faux rage and shams. I do not like cancel culture scams. I do not like your we versus they. Who are they? You cannot say. They are those who would not say. The things you say you cannot say because you say they say what you cannot say. And yet you say this every day. Every day you say that they will ban the things you say all day. I do not like the round and round of the never ending needless sound of buzzwords being beaten into the ground. So shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down.
0: Following the FDA approval of the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which can be stored at regular refrigerated temperatures, President Biden announced that America will have enough vaccine available to vaccinate every adult by the end of May.
4: I said previously that that we would have enough vaccine for every American by the end of July. But I can now announce that we have that much by the end of May, which the science experts and my science task force have assured me of scientifically two months ahead of July.
1: That's weird. I feel something I haven't felt in so long that I'm not even sure it's really what it feels like. I'm pretty sure this used to be called the feeling optimism.
0: I know. It's been so long since we've experienced
1: hope. Slow down. I'm barely comfortable with optimism. Let's not go stampeding all the way to hope.
0: Thankfully, Detroit mayor and that asshole that's always there to ruin every moment of joy you've ever had, Mike Dugan rescued America from our newly found optimism by refusing a shipment of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine with the following verbatim statement. So,
3: Johnson & Johnson is a very good vaccine. Moderna and Pfizer are the best. And I'm going to make sure the residents of the city of Detroit get the best.
1: In other words.
3: I don't understand science or public health policy, but I do understand snobbery, brand loyalty, and speaking out of my ass. And I'm going to make sure that my ass speaking throws a completely unnecessary obstacle in America's vaccination distribution plan because the people of Detroit deserve the best ass speaking that's ever been spoken out of the ass of an ass.
0: Not to be outdone, Catholic bishops in New Orleans and St. Louis crapped out a bunch of shit about stem cell research from their holiest of holier-than-thou assholes.
8: The Johnson & Johnson vaccine uses stem cells from stem lines created in the 1970s and 80s that originally stemmed from stem cells collected from abortions. And stem cells that stem from abortions are morally compromised because they stem from an immoral stem. Speaking out of the asses of asses is a Catholic tradition that dates back even longer than the stem line that stems the moral controversy of our ass speaking, which is stemmed from centuries of ass speaking that stemmed from the Crusades, the Inquisition, and the idea that saving millions of lives is immoral because the lives are being saved by science, not related to the loss of one not yet a life.
3: Wow. My ass is so humbled by your extraordinary ass speaking that I dare not speak out of my ass in the presence of such profoundly spoken from the ass ass speaking.
0: Mayor Dugan retracted his original anti-Johnson and Johnson statement after a phone conversation with President Biden. Barely audible whisper obtained audio of that phone call. Come on, man.
4: What are you trying to do with all this malarkey?
3: I'm sorry, Mr. President. I just want the best. You know how I feel about malarkey. You're very much against
0: it. And that's no malarkey. Meanwhile, Catholic Church officials rejected the overly complicated moral objections of their bishops with overly complicated moral counterarguments.
5: The current moral good of vaccination, which saves lives and is therefore a moral imperative, outweighs the moral sin that created the line from which the vaccine is possible. Thus, although the sin is still sinful, the current moral imperative is sufficiently removed by time from the sin not to be sinful, despite originating from sin. In other words... Stop your incessant moralizing and just take the damn vaccine so we can all get back to our lives.
0: Barely audible whisper obtained audio of Johnson and Johnson executives reacting to concerns about their vaccine. Johnson.
6: Yes, Johnson. The mayor of Detroit refused to accept a shipment of our vaccine because he says Moderna and Pfizer are the best, and he only wants the best for the city of Detroit. <laughs> Damn it, Johnson! You know Johnson and Johnson has a strict no tears policy.
7: Damn it, Johnson! You know we're like the hundredth comedy show to make that joke. We're the third
6: company to release a vaccine. Being late to the game is our whole deal.
7: Who the hell is the mayor of Detroit to hold out for the best? Detroit hasn't had the best of anything since Motown became irrelevant.
6: Yeah, our vaccine is way better than the Detroit
7: Lions. That's a good point, Johnson. Thanks, Johnson. Unfortunately, I've got some more bad news, Johnson. What's that, Johnson? The Catholic. Church says the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is immoral because of stem cells. <laughs> Damn it, Johnson! You know Johnson & Johnson has a strict no-tears policy! I already made that joke. I know, but I can make the joke as the other Johnson because it's one Johnson and Johnson joke per Johnson. That's why we're called Johnson & Johnson. You're right, Johnson. But how are we, Johnson and Johnson, going to respond to the Catholic Church's criticism of Johnson and Johnson? That's easy, Johnson. Johnson and Johnson will release a statement saying, stop with your incessant moralizing and just take the damn vaccine so we can all get back to our lives. Johnson and Johnson.
2: Johnson and Johnson. One shot. Two Johnsons.
4: <laughs> okay.
0: The one positive thing that happened in all of 2020 was that Barely Audible Whispers home state of Georgia went blue for the first time since voting Democrat was considered going blue.
1: You're welcome.
0: Georgia's transformation was in large part due to the tireless efforts of Stacey Abrams.
1: Yeah, I think I may have taken a little more credit than I deserve. Thanks, Stacey Abrams.
0: Who worked nonstop to register new voters, turn out old voters, and challenge Georgia's innumerable voter suppression laws, which are specifically designed to limit ballot access to Democratic voters, attacking the voting rights of minorities, young people, and the poor with near-surgical precision. So
1: not surprisingly, after suffering historical losses in the recent election, Georgia Republicans set out to suppress the votes of as many people who voted against them as possible in advance of the
0: next election. For more on this, Barely Audible Whisper turns to our Southern Aristocracy correspondent, Mint Julep.
9: Why, I do declare, ever since Georgia turned blue, all these blue-blooded Republicans turned red-faced with anger. And the closest thing and never worked a day in his life,
7: blue blood, can come to the working man's blues. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that everybody's got the right to vote, but some of these people insist on voting incorrectly. Then maybe we shouldn't be making it too easy for them to vote.
8: I'm not racist. In fact, I'm so not racist that I reject the racist idea that colored folks are lazy so much that I believe we should make them work harder to exercise
5: their right to vote. I ain't prejudice or nothing, but we got one senator that's black and another one that's a Jesus killing Jew and somehow with that, it just don't sit right.
9: I've realized this may be a right mess, confusing to some of y'all non Georgia residents on account of Georgia Republicans like Governor Brian Kemp came across as champions of voting rights. When they stood up to President Trump, bless his lying, delusional little old heart, and refused to legally change our election results, because there's a fine line between imposing unfair election laws and breaking those laws altogether.
4: Now, I'm perfectly willing to manipulate elections by imposing dubious voting restrictions that specifically target minority polling places. But I draw the line at breaking the already corrupt laws to overturn legal election results.
9: That may seem like a precarious place for Governor Kemp, bless the one remaining more fiber in his little old heart, to draw a moral line. But given the absence of any moral line amongst Trump's supporters. Hang my pants! Hey my pants! Hey, any line not drawn in the shape of a noose is an improvement.
4: When you make the laws, you can make any corrupt law you want to achieve any corrupt end you want, but breaking the already corrupt law because it wasn't corrupt enough to achieve your corrupt end? <laughs> well, that's just cheating.
9: So, Georgia Republicans, bless their cheating, but simultaneously not cheating, little hearts, decided the best thing to do after losing an election is to figure out who voted against them and then figure out how to make it harder for the people who voted against them to vote.
7: Black churches sponsor what they call souls to the polls, (laughs) events where they bring parishioners to their polling places to vote after church. Let's ban voting on Sundays.
8: Minorities, poor people, and college students are less likely to have driver's licenses. Let's make voter
5: IDs more restrictive. Them damn mail loving Democrats like to vote by mail or by using them drop boxes. Well, let's ban drop boxes and make it where you can't vote by mail unless you got a good reason, it's good enough to be approved by the state. Well, that'll keep the government from interfering in my life.
9: And so the Georgia Republicans, bless their Jim Crow era little old hearts. Passed a draconian new voter suppression law through the State House of Representatives. That would make George Wallace blush. Now let me tell y'all, I went to church in Chicago. They had six commandments and four do the best you can Oh, no, 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 no. I meant George Wallace the racist governor, not George Wallace the adult.
6: Adorable comedian, bless his constantly confused with a horrible racist Governor Hart.
2: Segregation now. Segregation tomorrow. Damn, George, ain't y'all afraid them voter suppression laws is a little over the top? I mean, banning voting on Sundays when black churches across the state famously encourage voting on Sunday?
4: Maybe we can make black folks uh, guess how many jelly beans are in a jar as a condition of being able to vote.
9: Well, that's the news from Georgia. Well, the only thing worse than they who refuse to learn from history being doomed repeating it is they who learned the wrong lesson from history dooming the rest of us to their repetition.
7: Mm -hmm. bye, Mm y'all!
0: Last week, President Biden had this to say about governors such as Jim Abbott of Texas and Tate Reeves of Mississippi, who have issued orders to end mask mandates and allow businesses to operate at full capacity. The last thing
4: we need is this Neanderthal thinking that that everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. That's malarkey. It still
3: matters. And that's no malarkey.
1: The governors were displeased with being compared to the Neanderthals.
3: No insult from President. Stop us. Go. Freedom.
8: Deep state, y'all.
0: But perhaps it's the Neanderthals who should feel insulted.
1: Here with more is our resident anthropologist, Maureen
7: Erectus. Please, call me Momo. Momo Erectus. Is it fair to Neanderthals to be compared to people who willfully def? scientific safety measures to prevent disease? In a word, yes. Modern anthropology agrees that the Neanderthals were comparably intelligent and advanced to their Homo sapiens contemporaries. So Governor Reeves needn't necessarily take Biden's Neanderthal thinking quote as an insult. Biden's quip has validity. Rather, in that the leading theory of Neanderthal extinction is that they were killed by widespread disease. Hmm. More of us sick
6: and die.
2: Is nothing new.
6: Many die
7: after contact with chin people. Oh, to be clear, chin people refers to humans, who are the only animals that have chins.
2: What you mean many die after contact with Chin people?
6: I suggest causation.
2: Is merely correlation. Proves no causation.
6: Is best not go near Chin people. To be safe.
2: But me like Chin people. Everyone like Chin people.
9: Fine. Tell everyone go near Chin people, but not too near. Keep social distance.
2: No can make me is tyranny.
9: I only try help us not die.
2: Go near chin people, but not too near is no way to live life. Cure no be worse than disease
7: interestingly another theory about their extinction involves climate change and we can once again see similarities between neanderthal thinking and conservative thinking no snow this year usually is snow
2: it is no big deal
9: little snow year before and very hot summer Every year is worse. Climate is changing. Hoax! If everyone move north, we're colder. We survive.
2: No like change!
7: So, if Joe Biden were intending to imply that the governor's thinking was severely short-sighted, and if everyone thought like that it could lead to our extinction. Then, it was a very fair comparison. But that might be giving Biden too much credit. hey,
5: hey what's, what's, what's a smart way to call someone stupid? you can call them Neanderthal. Oh, Careful though, don't call them stupid. Call their thinking stupid.
4: Neanderthal thinking. I'm gonna pronounce it with a TH so people don't think I'm pretentious.
0: As of this recording, four women have come forward with credible allegations of sexual harassment against New York Governor and the closest thing Democrats have to Rudy Giuliani, Andrew Cuomo.
2: Like Rudy Giuliani, I'm a scumbag who, just like Rudy Giuliani during 9-11, pretended not to be a scumbag at a time when America needed the not-scumbag leadership of not a scumbag.
1: By the time you're listening to this, however, the number of women will likely be higher, because revelations of Governor Cuomo's creepiness are spreading faster than a COVID outbreak through a New York nursing home.
2: Like I said, I'm a scumbag.
0: Following Governor Cuomo's controversial decision to force nursing homes to accept COVID positive patients...
5: All right, Mrs. Smith. Since we're required to accept you even though you're COVID positive, let me show you around. This is the cafeteria where you'll never have to wait in line because all our other patients have died.
0: The governor got caught manipulating nursing home data by reporting nursing home patients who contracted COVID in nursing homes but died in hospitals as hospital deaths, but not counting them as deaths of nursing home patients.
5: Another patient is suffering from COVID. Apparently, admitting COVID-positive patients has led to a COVID outbreak. It's almost as though it's a contagious disease or something. We've got to keep these patients alive long enough for them to die in a hospital.
3: If they die in the hospital, it doesn't count as them dying in a nursing
5: home. And that's good thinking, Doctor. I admire your ability to not let this grave crisis interfere with your cynical focus on profit-driven statistical manipulation.
3: I will not stand idly by and allow our privatized nursing home profits to die. Like all of our patients.
2: And I will not allow the one major mistake I made in my nationally celebrated COVID response to interfere with the universal praise that I'm banking on to sell books.
1: Barely Audible Whisper obtained audio of a gubernatorial staffer trying to alert Governor Cuomo to the problem of undercounting nursing home deaths.
6: Governor Cuomo, I've discovered disturbing irregularities in the way nursing home deaths are being recorded in the state's official accounting.
2: Hey, hot stuff, what say you give the brain work a rest and kiss me?
6: With all due respect, Governor...
2: Would you ever date an old, creepy guy with a squishy face that's only cute on a dog and hair the color of Ronald Reagan's Just For Men formula being sweated out by Rudy Giuliani?
6: Mistakes this blatant could only be the result of gross incompetence.
2: Speaking of gross, have you ever seen a really old guy's penis?
6: Or naked corruption.
2: Speaking of naked, an old guy's penis isn't nearly as gross as you might think. It's the testicles you gotta look out for.
6: Governor...
2: What is it, sweet tits?
6: My name is...
2: Smoking hot, tight young ass with a face you wanna suck on.
9: Melissa!
2: Clitoris, let me ask you something. Does your vagina dry up at the sight of wrinkly old testicles whose pubic hair matches the Giuliani sweat rig and hair they I got going on up top?
6: Governor Cuomo, I'm trying to talk to you about fraud.
2: Let's make out.
6: Potentially being perpetuated by your own administration.
2: Have you ever had sex with a guy so old you have to take his back issues into consideration while you're doing it?
6: This is highly disturbing.
2: Relax, titty-titty-bang-bang. I got a medical-grade back pillow and a full Viagra prescription, so I'll be fine.
6: Governor Cuomo.
2: Enough with the formalities, human sex toy. Governor Cuomo was my father. Please call me his horniness, Lord Cock and Balls.
6: This is deeply inappropriate.
2: Huh? you said deeply.
6: And incredibly offensive.
2: What? This is just how I talk to people.
6: This is harassment.
2: I am truly sorry if you misperceived my innocent, persistent descriptions of my penis as anything other than the cute and friendly banter in which my insistence that you have sex with me was obviously intended, and I assure you that I never meant to say anything that would in any way cause anyone to press charges.
6: What about the nursing home deaths?
2: Keep covering it up, like uh, a young woman's vagina covers up a creepy old penis.
9: Mm-hmm.
3: Titty, bang, bang, titty, titty, bang, bang. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, titty, titty, bang, bang. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> titty
7: titty bang God. I...
0: <laughs> the Biden administration's $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan finally passed the Senate on a party-line vote of 50 to 49, with Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan unable to vote against the bill because he had to return home for a family funeral.
8: I couldn't vote against life-saving legislation because I had to attend a funeral. I'd say that's ironic, but as a Republican, I am prohibited from recognizing irony.
0: As of this recording, the bill must still return to the House of Representatives where it was originally passed so that the minimal changes made by the Senate can be voted on by the House, who already voted to approve a nearly identical bill.
1: This is in keeping with Congress's constitutional obligation to take for fucking ever.
0: We,
5: the undersigned members of this constitutional convention, do hereby establish that the Congress shall pass no law that does not take for fucking ever.
1: But even as slowly as the Constitution demands,
5: I should like to amend the for fucking ever clause to include an amendment process that equally takes for fucking ever. Thus, extending the four fucking ever period by a factor of uh, four fucking ever
1: Senate Republicans managed to significantly slow down the already slow process.
4: I demand that the entire bill, the text of which is publicly available for anyone to read, be read out loud into the congressional record, because that will delay these proceedings by a full day. And while I may not be able to prevent America from pulling ourselves out of this crisis, I can make damn sure that that recovery occurs one day later than it otherwise might.
0: That ultimately useless delay tactic makes no practical sense. I'm not supposed to make sense, I'm a Trump Republican. But at least in a purely partisan sense, it makes sense as part of the overall Republican strategy of blocking sensible legislation with nonsense.
2: Why I do declare some of the things in this COVID relief bill aren't related to COVID.
0: As evidenced by South Carolina Senator and whinier Tennessee Williams character, Lindsey Graham. I do declare
2: that do-declaring anything that is not COVID-related is a dumb thing to do-declare, given that COVID has had a negative impact on literally every aspect of human life, but I do declare it anyway because I don't have any reasonable objections to do-declare.
1: The objections from West Virginia Democratic Senator and moderate who doesn't understand how moderation works, Joe Manchin made even less sense.
8: I'm going to threaten to vote against this bill, thus doing it to fail because without my vote, Democrats don't have the 50 votes they need to pass it.
6: Why would you do that?
8: Because I have a petty objection to the amount of time that this bill extends unemployment benefits.
0: Literally nine entire hours later, I retract my threat
8: to not vote for the bill because after nine painstaking hours of negotiation, nothing has changed in any substantive way.
6: Why are you doing this?
8: I didn't get enough attention as a child.
1: But as convoluted as Senator Manchin's concept of being moderate may be,
8: I pin a bunch of Republican talking points to a dartboard in my office. Then I blindfold myself and throw a dart and demand that Democrats succumb to whichever talking point the dart lands on.
7: No. You hit me in the eye with a dart!
8: I demand that healthcare laws be amended so as not to cover eye damage suffered by my staffer.
7: Working for Andrew Cuomo.
1: The approach of moderate Senate Republicans made even less sense.
0: Barely Audible Whisper obtained audio of the Oval Office meeting between President Biden and moderate Republican Senators.
3: We want to half-ass support your $1.9 trillion solution to the COVID crisis by only funding one-third of it, thus making it two-thirds less effective. That way we can pretend to be trying to solve the problem without actually solving the problem so we can blame you for not solving the problem.
4: I already fell for that trick when I worked for President Obama. I wasn't born yesterday. In fact, I was born farther away from yesterday than anyone else in
5: politics.
1: But despite the constitutionally mandated slow pace of Congress...
5: We, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and ensure that everything takes for fucking ever.
1: In the useless partisan delay tactics of Republican lawmakers.
2: Why, I do declare there's an entire political party in a two-party political system that stands in fierce opposition to the very idea of solving the gravest crisis this country has faced in our lifetimes. If that's not the dumbest thing you ever did here, then my lips aren't surgically attached to Donald Trump's fat orange ass.
1: And the arbitrary objections of Joe Manchin.
8: Raising the minimum wage is the worst idea in the history of blind dart throwing.
1: Congressional Democrats actually managed to pass consequential legislation that might just mean that there's finally a light at the end
8: of the tunnel.
2: Light at the end of the tunnel is a conspiracy against Trump.
8: Light is bad for blind dart throwing. I'm against it.
4: I figured out a procedural trick to needlessly make the tunnel longer. God
0: damn it! Thank you for listening to Barely audible whisper made possible by the following people: writer, producer and co-host Dave Baldwin, co-host Molly Baldwin, writer and actor Daniel Carter Brown, actors Emily Sams Brown, Joshi Newkirk, Allie Glonick, Michael Morgan, Tommy Strack, and Robin Ward please check out our website where you can subscribe to us or you subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. We appreciate your support.
7: We're so fucking out of sync.
8: It's because we're trying to up to the crowd. It was
2: delayed, so we're just like
1: slowing down. Okay, so in loving memory of Corey Burns, Hubris.